So let's have a look at the fine Gimel Amad Aleph, where uh, we will come across a further development of the idea that we had a few days ago, where we showed that the mitzvah, that the, the, particularly the Aver, is when something is, is for example, uh, Osur, it's treif. It's not that there's something physically, chemically wrong with the object uh, that causes the, that causes the, when it bomb, we talked about the fact that it, it damages the, our own neshamas. But it's not the, the, the chemistry of the object that damages our neshamot. It's our relationship with the object. It's the relationship between the subject and the object. And we'll see that in another example uh, today, where the, uh, there's a piece of Gomorrah that deals with the concept of mekalkel um, bechabura patu. The idea of mekalkel bechabura patu is that <coughs> and the melachot of Shabbos have to be constructive. It has to be something that a person is doing with the intention of making an improvement in, in something, in some way. If the melacha results only in destructive, in something negative, you, you damage the object with no positive side benefit, it's just damage, then it's called mekalkel and manspotu. So in the case of chabura, if you, if you cause a wound in another person and there's no benefit to anybody in the wound that you cause, that's not an isidoraisa for Shabbos. It's not, it's not a chiv chatas or a chiv skila. Um, the only reason that shechita is a, a, a chiv skila and a chiv chatat, that if you slaughter an animal that is considered a, a full, full melacha doraisa, is because you're converting a, an animal into meat. And that's an improvement from the human's perspective, at least that's an improvement that you've taken something which wasn't edible and now you've made it edible, so it's something which is, uh, which is positive, it's something which is constructive. But if you mekalkel, if you shecht an animal in such a way that there is no benefit to anybody in the shechita, then the act of shechita becomes destructive. And if the act of shechita is destructive, it's not an isodoraisa in the same way, it's not a chivchatas or a chivskila. And in our Mishnah, dealing with, with Korban Pesach, there's so many ways in which you can shech the Korban and it can't be used. Because the people aren't the right people, you didn't have this in mind or that in mind. There's so many things, and the Mishnah goes through them, that can render the, the Korban possible. It can't be used. So now you've landed up, if you did it on, on Shabbos, you've landed up slaughtering, you've shechted an animal that can't be used for anything beneficial. In that case, this is a chabura that is, is mekalkal. There shouldn't be a chiv. Why does the Mishnah say chayiv? So Rav Huna says to Rav, Rav Huna Brechinana says to his son, when you get to Rav Zreka, ask him, according to the view that mekalkal bechabura is potu, that you're not chayiv if you do a destructive act on Shabbos. Shechato chayiv matiken. If you shechted it for people other than the ones who are supposed to be eating the korban. Now the korban can't be used by anybody. What benefit is there? So this is just a negative, destructive act. Why does the Mishnah say you chayiv? And he goes through several of those. And then, and the Gemara finds something in each case. There's some way in which there's a benefit to somebody. There can be a little side benefit. But without those benefits, correct, then the shechita would be a, a destructive shechita. And you wouldn't be chayiv. The only reason you chayiv is because there's some benefit. The Gemara goes on with that and gives an example. Eventually, um, uh, brings a brighter. If you slaughter a korban chatat on Shabbos outside of the area of the Beis Hamikdash and you have idolatry of Avodah Zorah in your mind, 
So you've done a whole lot of things wrong. There three Yisurudorais, you've got to bring three Korban Chatat. Also Gemara again, Matikain. In such a case, you, you're shechting this animal, it can't be used. It can't be used for a Korban, it can't be used for not a Korban. You shecht it outside of the Beis Amikdash. You intended to use it for Avedah Zorah. There's no benefit that can come from this animal. So if this was done on Shabbos, this is a case of Mekalka B'chabura. This is not a case of anything constructive. Or Merav Aviro, At least it's not Eivim Menachai. If the animal would have died naturally, it would be Eivim Menachai. If a non-Jew ate from it, he would be Chayev. It, would be, it wouldn't be good. This way, at least a non-Jew can eat from it because it's, it's trophy. It's not an avela. Um, it's uh, uh, because it's not even menachai. It died. It, it had been slaughtered properly. So although there's nothing constructive in the slaughtering for a Jew, but there is for for a non-Jew. So these, these these go through. What I wanted to look at here was a fascinating piece of Minchas Chinuch. Minchas Chinuch is the the, the parish was written on on the Sefer Achinuch by Rabbi Yosef Babad, but the um, the important part, the fact that it's written on the Sefer Chinuch is almost an aside. Uh, the Sefer in itself is a master of methodology of learning. Uh, one of my Rosh Hashivas, my cousin, Rabbi Avram Gruvitz, says as a young man, he learned how to learn from the Minchas Chinuch. That taught him the methodology of learning. It's just so, so brilliant in the methodology. He brings a fascinating kasha of Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz. Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz, the big controversial uh, Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz in the 18th century, um, who wrote for him that are, are classics in learning, Urim Batumim, the crazy place, and so on, the Minchus Kinnach quotes him, and brings a kasha that he asks, based on a very funny Mishnah in Makkus. The, the funny Mishnah in Makkus is it says, you, you can plow one furrow in your field, and you can be high of eight lavin, you can be doing eight things wrong. And the Mishnah goes into examples of how you can do so many things wrong through one action. And it gives the, the example. It could be that you, you did it with a shor and a chamor, an ox and a donkey. There you've got one. Vahin mugdoshim. They could be, belong to hektish. There you've got another one. It could be kilayim bekerim, that there's wheat and flour and, and grapes together. You've got kilayim. And it's shvi, it's a shmitiyah. And it's on yomtif. And it's a kohen. And he's a nozir. You, you, it just, it's kind of one of these, almost these questions that, that, that kids ask each other, like, how, like a riddle. How can you make eight? Eight uh, isurim from doing one action of, of, of plowing. And the Gemara goes into that, and the Gemara says, "Vililki nami mishum beyomtif." You also you're planting on yomtif. What about that? So on that, Rabbi Yonason Ibishitz asks, um, "How could you have a, a question about planting on yomtif? Because if you plant on yomtif, although you're planting on yomtif, you can't use what you've planted." Uh, because it's it's shmita and it's uh, all these other things that you've done wrong. You can't use it. If you can't use it, then it's it's kilkul. It's not. There's nothing. Nothing positive can come out of it. So the issue is not the issue And then the Gemara goes on further on and brings a, a, a mishnah of hamavashel gid becholov beyomtev achla. You take a gid anashe, which is osur. You cook it with milk, which is osur, and you do it on yomtev, which is osur, because it's not for purposes of eating. Lokeh chamesh, and it says there are thing, five things you're over. Gid, and so on. It's the same thing. You can't eat it. So the fact that you've cooked it, there's no benefit from that cooking. If there's no benefit from the cooking, it's just mechalkal. There's nothing that's, there's no, there's no positive thing that comes out of it. And Rebbe, and the Minchas Chinuch introduces an idea, a chidush of his, based on which he uses our Gemara to, to prove. And he says, this is a beautiful comment, 
The truth is, Hashem loves it when we make pilpulim. When we discuss the Gemara backwards and forwards, even if there's no relevant benefits in what we're doing, Hashem likes we're having fun with Torah, and that's, that's great. Avalafidati akushyumi karaleta, but there's no question here. The, the question to start with is no kasha. Rabbi and Ibishit says kasha is no kasha. Why? When we talk about kilkul on Shabbat and Yom Tov, we're talking about physical destruction. For example, you, you, you damage an animal and you don't need the blood. Or you're not converting it into meat. Um, or you're causing a fire, but you don't need the ash and you don't need the charcoal or anything. Because you're causing physical damage. If you tear clothes or you, you destroy kelim. But if you're making a physical improvement, after even though there's an isur crouching on top of it, that, that's a, a well-known phrase in Gemara and a very important metaphor. If there's an isur crouching on the object. Why is it so important? Because in terms of what we learned a few days ago, the isur crouches on the object. It's not the object that is osu. An isur is associated, is attached to the object. That's how you've got to picture it. It's not that the chazer is treif. It's there's an isur, there's an isur of 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 uh, of of uh, on on a chazer. The isur. Is overrides it, there's an isra attached to it. So when there's an isra attached to it, which prevents you benefiting from it, that's not called mekalka. So you, you cook meat and milk on Shabbos or Yom Tif, not for not for reasons of eating on Yom Tif, you cook meat and milk on Shabbos, now you can't eat, the meat and milk has been destroyed. Before you cooked it, you could have eaten the meat, and you could have eaten the milk. Now that you've cooked it together, you can eat neither says the Minchas Chinuch, but that's not called Mekalka. Because the meat and the milk you've made edible, you've cooked it. So physically it's been cooked. The fact that for, because of halachic reasons nobody can benefit from it, that's lo nikra mekalkel velo We've found no case of where that is called Mekalkel. So what do, what do we see here? The same idea is that when there's an Isra attached to something, what, what changes is the classification. When we, talk, when we reason in halacha, one of the important things is in, in halacha is, is how you classify something. Once you've worked out how to classify it, the halachot are clear. So when we talked about halacha with the small h or with a capital H, how you treat something that has been classified is halacha with a small h. How you classify is halacha with a big h. Is this treif or isn't it? Is this isur hanor or isn't it? Is this a malacha or isn't it? So you're, you're working out what set of, what category do we put this into? Once we've put it into a category, then all the halachot are clear. Then you know exactly what to do with it. So says the Minchas Chinuch, when, when you're doing something and, and the halacha makes it also, there's nothing in the object that you've destroyed. It's, the object is improved. The only thing is it now gets classified as an Isur Hana, for example, something which may not be benefited from. But that's got nothing to do with the, the object that you worked on. The object that you worked on, you improved. So again, if you cook something on, on Shabbos and Yom, you cook Basel V'cholov on Shabbos and Yom Tif, the fact is you've improved the meat. From a physical perspective, you've improved the meat. 
The fact is nobody can benefit from it. In this case, a non-Jew can, can benefit from it, so we've got that, that. In any event, that's covered. But it's, leaving that aside, assuming a non-Jew couldn't benefit from it either, says the Minchas Chinuch, it wouldn't make a difference. That's not called Mekalkel, because the object has been Im- improved. So this idea of separating the object and the issue, not seeing them as one, in our immature way of looking at it without any kind of lomdas, we, we see it as one. This is a trafe object. It's not that this is an object, which has halachas attached to it that make it also ba'achila. This is an object which have halachas attached to it that make it also ba'hano. And even when we talk about an isur chefza, it doesn't mean the object itself. It means that attached to the object are halachot, which make it also for somebody to, to benefit from it. And when you're dealing with mekalkel bechabura, says the Minchas Chinuch in this important piece, you don't look at the halachic ramifications, you look at the physical ramifications, and if the physical ramifications are positive, that's not called mekalkel.